Welcome to Profiling Criminal Minds. I'm Dan. And I'm Dr. Redmond. And oh boy, did season one of Prodigal Son have one heck of an ending. <laughs> Oof. And here's a here's a true story so uh we talk about in the last episode you might have heard us say well we're just gonna watch it tonight and probably talk about it tomorrow i actually had business i had to do all the next day so i i delayed watching it but literally and this is not an exaggeration four hours after we finished uh last week's podcast recording i get a call from sheila being like have you watched the episodes yet <laughs> uh because she could not wait to talk about this and now having watched them today oh my god i understand why <laughs> oh yeah we had three kind of meh episodes last week but they made up for it oh did they it make up for it pedal to the metal the whole i mean both hours you could have aired this as a two-hour special because it really is one story going over that two hours yeah yeah, like it really is because it starts off with what we all kind of expected was going to happen. Uh, yes, obviously Eve got killed. Like yeah. uh, no, no surprise there. No surprise there. She went looking for the e evil organization that murdered her sister, and she got killed right away. This drives Malcolm right around the bend. And he is going to sort this out. He is going to fix it. He is going to solve this thing. And it immediately goes some interesting places. So as we learned, uh, everything, yes, it turns out everything Dr. Whitley said was true. Yes. Like, yeah, all the flashbacks were completely accurate. There was no extra level of secret. No, he was just, he was just right. Yep. Whoo, doggy. And... I cannot wait to see where this goes. I know, and season two is now airing. Uh, well, I, I will say one one thing. Uh, hopefully, Please. people have been wa have watched this or are watching this with. Oh us. yeah, because we're going to spoil everything. We have to. Yeah, but I I got to the end right, and yeah. I had to go onto IMDb to make sure that Lou Diamond Phillips was, was going to survive. <laughs> No, I know it's it's close. That's how bad it was. I was going. They might actually kill this guy. Oh, oh, what the heck? like? You can't say to, with this yeah. show. Like you can't say that you're sure you know what's going to happen at any given time. No, and so I did go on to IMDb, and I am happy to report he is in the credits. <laughs> credits for next year. Okay, good. <laughs> that's all. That, that I'm not going to pretend I'm not excited about that. But yeah, it's. Because we get a bunch of big reveals this week, uh, yeah. one after another, really, which is, yes, obviously, we all suspected it, but uh, Gil and Jessica did have an affair years and years and years ago. Yeah. Like, we kind of knew that, but, you know, yeah. just based on how the uh, the actors play with each other, like, how yeah, those play. scenes play, it's yeah. really clear that they had an affair ages yeah, ago. Yeah, because she's way too dependent on him if he was just a friend of her son's exactly like like she's more than willing to go to him and talk to him and confront him and the rest of it so and they had to find the stuff in him yeah absolutely yeah. so they had to have had a deeper more relationship. involved relationship oh 100 
Yeah, that is that is complete. That was completely clear in there the way they behaved with each other, and it does yeah. pay off this week. We found out yes, they did have an affair, didn't last long, but who knows what the future will hold? Yeah, uh, which is very interesting uh, because he, of course, was married at the time, and I no, guess, he wasn't. Oh no, he wasn't. He got he, he was together married. with his wife afterwards. Yes, yes, he yes. met her afterwards. He met her afterwards, Sorry. and he was perfectly Completely. happy. And then she died of cancer. So, yes. and so now we're like, oh, okay, maybe maybe they'll get back together. I guess we'll see. You know, <laughs> the aftermath well. of him getting stabbed next year. Um. I I will re, I will restate my comment from last week that I feel like we should have met Nicholas earlier in the season. Yeah, it it would have. Yeah, and I think we if people are just listening to this and didn't listen to last week's, you can go and skip to the end of the last week's to hear our discussion. Yeah. On whether or not Nicholas should have been introduced earlier. Yeah. Um we both agree. Uh, yeah. that probably he should have how necessary not you know is is up in the air but uh we did agree that you know there were places where he could have shown up yeah where they could have dropped him in earlier in the yeah season. yeah there was a couple of places you know where he could have just shown up and stuff oh but totally. then again who knows how expensive this show is to run so oh absolutely but it's just and like, i don't we we watched a couple of episodes that were very mediocre and dropping a new character in there with a connection to Jessica. And then you like using that space to kind of expand the world of the show while you were building to this. Yeah. It probably would have been a good idea. I would. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, but it, that is, you know, one of our, it, it, it's a minor qualm, but yes, oh, given what happens by the end of the second season, second episode we're talking about today yeah, yes by it's... the end of the season you're going well yeah you know if we we, we could have um had a, a little a little more insight into nicholas yeah especially Ducat. given where that goes yes. which we'll talk about in a second uh yes so they need to find who killed and of course there's only one uh there's only one thought on anyone's mind which is that uh, this has to do with her searching for her sister, uh, her sister's killer. Well, sorry, searching for her sister now, because she yeah. ha she does have reason to believe her sister's still alive. Yes. Uh, and spoiler alert: she finds her sister really easily. Yeah. Although surprisingly. they don't tell us how. Like they don't tell us how, but she found her sister right away, and then got murdered right after finding her. Uh, yeah. But we'll talk about that in the second episode. Uh, but quite reasonably, we get the big reveal, which is. So, there was someone he was black like last week we found out there's someone that dr whitley was blackmailing and it had to be someone powerful and luckily ainsley is a very accomplished news person she was, she is able to figure out uh she's able to figure out quite impressively that the only person it could have been is nicholas endicott because that's who pulled the strings to get dr whitley his suspiciously nice digs world yes yeah you know his suspiciously nice setup in prison how we always thought that was a little strange well the the show does explain it that a rich powerful fixer in new york dealt with it for him because dr whitley was blackmailing him and that yeah. is so way to go tying that back in because of course that the way the beautiful digs he had like the beautiful setup this man had 
there was no explanation for it within the world of the show. Like, we're constantly asking, why is he allowed to consult on various cases? Yes, why is he allowed to do this? We, You can hear our questions. Like, yeah. you know, he's the the whole thing, right? I mean, he's he only gets tied up, chained up when visitors when come. Visitors come, exactly. Like, he's got a very comfortable life in there. And now we find out that that was his deal with the most powerful man in New York. And, oh my God, do we get a great explanation of that. But first, uh, we'll go into the big deal, which is they have to figure out who killed Eve. And I I, I figured that one out pretty quickly. Uh, I'll tell you why. <laughs> like, uh, just because... How do I put this? Uh, you don't you don't introduce a new character like that without it being meaningful. Yeah, not, not near the end. <laughs> no, it's, we're one episode from the end of the season, and you don't drop in oh dr whitley's got a new attendant for no reason and i'm like my first thought is uh oh that uh maybe the regular actor was sick so they just had to go with it and then the minute i we find out that there's a professional killer running around i'm like oh okay well yeah there you go that's why that cuts there yeah except that we don't know oh though that yeah right. why you know, uh, I mean, we find Why out, he, but yeah, we do find out. But you see, he, I mean, th they find you have the the red herring, which is mm -hmm. the uh, female assassin, which assassin. leads to another very fun scene where they go to yes. Grand Central Station. Well, you know, <laughs> fake version of, yeah. uh, fake tiny LA version of, uh, right? And uh, because they know who she's going to kill, Malcolm has the brilliant plan uh, to. Walk pretend. Up and pretend to stab the man <laughs> because quite logically everyone will be freaked out by this except yes. for the woman who's there to kill the man who will be confused by this so just look for the confused person <laughs> is his suggestion yeah and as he's doing it and then finally and the poor guy is going what you know and you know. you actually initially think he stabbed that Malcolm him. has stabbed him. And Malcolm says, no, 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 it's just ketchup. Pretend, pretend. Yeah, it's like, that's ketchup on you. Pretend you're injured. <laughs> the guy does a terrible job. Terrible, terrible job of screaming in pain rather than holding. Yeah. You know? I know. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a very funny scene. Like, I yeah. love that scene. And then we uh, get an insight into how this world works that's interesting because uh, this, the show cynically says, like, oh, yeah, this professional murderer from Poland you know, or somewhere in Eastern Europe, maybe Czech Republic. Uh, I don't remember where he places the accent. But she's like, uh, oh, yeah, well, I'm not worried about being arrested by the police because I can just start killing people for the government. Yeah, the CIA. She exactly. says, I can, be, I can work for the CIA. Yeah, and in fact, they're going to come and get me now that and yeah. I'm like, okay, that's just kind of a crazy thing to drop about Sorry. the way the world works just in one line. Well, I thought it was even like I thought it was even interesting that that Malcolm just went, "Look, we're looking for an assassin. Yeah. I can't profile assassins." Yeah. And I mean, it makes simple. perfect sense because it's yeah. a job. He's it's just based in psychology. Yeah. Which is and what we what we kept harping on in criminal in minds. profiling yeah in criminal minds right yeah because no, that's assassins. the problem they always want to say assassins see the problem is you can profile you can talk about the emotional stuff and the childhood stuff 
and you know the the job an assassin used to have because any assassin is going to have been in the military for example or at least tried to have been in the military or going to have been a cop you know there's just that's who becomes assassins cops and military people right you could say that but beyond that the whole idea of profiling is you're supposed to be able to use the targets they choose and the crimes they commit to tell you something about them but you can't do that with an assassin because they're not choosing the targets in many cases they're not even necessarily choosing how it's done because you know some has to look like an accident some has to look like uh you know some it doesn't matter if it looks like murder blah 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 blah. so yeah and the show is very insightful about that and i loved that that they're just yeah. like no you can't i can offer no information about how to catch an assassin because they work completely differently than any other kind of criminal we would normally chase yeah, I thought that was yes. a very good observation. Yeah, no, I, I really, I really liked that right when he came out with that. And I'm just going, and yeah. of course, then he freaks out because he can't do anything. No, right. Yeah. And then he's freaking out. And then it, and then they're talking to Idrissa, mm -hmm. right? The, uh, the, um, the, the, you know, the morgue surgeon. Yeah. The forensic surgeon. Yeah. Um, anyway, she, you know, and, now, is it her or is it somebody? Oh, no. Who tells them that to make something look like suicide means you have to have had a long-term connection? Oh, no. That's the assassin who tells them that. Yeah. It's the assassin who yeah, tells them that. That's she's right. willing to talk with them. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because the CIA is going to come so, and pick her up. And so she's just like, no, that's not normally a thing. It takes a lot of work and a lot of time. And so they realize, okay, the killer must have been stalking her. So they yeah. check out the video in the building and they find this guy who's been, you know, mysteriously showing up the building every day to look. And it's at that moment that he's like, oh, okay. And the big clue is who on earth wears white pants? And yeah. it's true. Who wears white pants every day? Only someone who wears white pants as a uniform. Cause it's like, yeah. no one is so, you know, uh, bereft of style that there would weigh white pants every day. Yeah. Unless it was their job requirement. And of course, Malcolm immediately realizes, well, okay, who do I know who wears white pants every day? Everybody who works at the hospital where my father is. Yeah. And there you go. So he immediately, and oh, and the other connection is the uh, guy always wear, wears weirdly, when they see him, they can't make out a face. He always keeps his head down, wears a hoodie, but has like big headphones on. Yeah. And keeps a hoodie up. And I'm like, keeps the hoodie up even when he's inside his building and always wears big headphones. You're like, oh, okay, he's hiding his ears because he has badly cauliflowered ears. Which the guy, the new attendant with the doctor is. He was a former boxer, obviously, and he has badly cauliflowered ears. So, boom, they've got their assassin. And then we get the fun scene of that guy trying to kill Dr. Whitley and Malcolm running to save him. Yes, running but Malcolm, nobody him. can get in, into the room. Of course. Yeah. And so you watch Dr. Whitley. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my God. It is so good. Like, yeah. like, find him. Yeah. You know, save himself. And then he's, you know, got his thumbs in his eyes. Oh, yes. Gouging out his eyes. Mm -hmm. Right? And then, and then you see him standing against the thing. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. dear. Self-defense. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Just what you do. Jeez. Well, no, and um, and <laughs> no, I we... really love that scene because uh, what Mal, uh, what Doctor Whitley does is the the correct thing to do in that situation. Uh, this is what they will tell you. 
uh, well, not a lot of people, but this is what they will tell you if someone's trying to strangle you. Uh, most people do not know how long it takes to strangle someone into submission. Yeah. So a good trick is to try to pretend to be knocked out so they'll loosen their grip, and that's when you make your move. Yeah. So, And that is exactly what Dr. Whitley does. He pretends to be uh, knocked out, and then... Dead. He, yeah, he <laughs> pretends to be dead, and then the guy loosens slightly, and he smashes him against a wall, flips him to the ground, and, as you said, gouges out his eyes. Ah. Oh, that was a rough one. That was a rough, and the roughest part was... I mean, to me, I mean, that was, and you just saw who he really is. Yes, exactly. And that's right? the you thing. saw it gives exactly us a into Dr. Whitley that we haven't really seen we... before, even when we saw the scene where the, the girl in the box gets grabbed. We still hadn't seen him being a monster yet. And now we got to see it for the first time. Yeah. You know, like you see him Oof. every now and then get sort of angry, angry. but he covers yeah. it up very quickly. Whereas and, here, and, we're just like, oh, no, he's a monster. So this is this is what he is. Like, yeah. it wasn't enough to just bang this guy, knock mm -hmm. this guy out. He had to then proceed to gouge his eyes out. Yeah. And and then, is this it? I mean, and then he just, when they get in the door, he backs against the wall and he's just fine. He flips back to normal. Just flips back to his yeah. normal self. Yep. That was... Well, um, I know, it's a great performance geez. by Michael Sheen. Like, oh, really no wonder by he's... No wonder he's doing this. If he doesn't oh, yeah. get an Emmy for this, <laughs> well, at least a nomination. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, my. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's fa it's a fantastic performance by Michael Sheen. You you're right. You totally get why he would take this part. But I will say one thing, um, and it's just because we're talking about flipping like a switch, I will point out something uh, that we neglected, we glossed over last week that we shouldn't have because. They did say something, usually they're very good about how psychopaths work and how this kind of psychology works. Uh, last week they said something very wrong and we let it drift by, so let's just quickly correct that. He said that uh, psychopaths have emotions, they can just switch them off. That's not how it works. Uh, they do have emotions, but they are so, and this is something we say a lot, so I'm sure you've heard us say this before. Yes, psychopaths have emotions, but they are entirely self-based. They can only have empathy for people to the extent that they see them extent as extensions of themselves. Yeah. Right? And uh, other than that, they can behave normally. And that's the key thing. It's not their... Uh, it's not their emotions they can flip on and off like a switch. It's their ability to be like... Pretend to be like a person. And that is what we see in this scene. Which I thought, yeah. again, it plays in nicely. But last week they were trying to say that he could have genuinely care about people sometimes and then immediately turn it off but that's not true you can pretend to care about people no. uh, a perfect example yeah. of this comes out of that wonderful book by uh by donald trump's niece where one of the insights we find out uh is her i don't remember one of the powerful people one of the lawyers and consigliere blah 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 says to her that it's like she's like can't you do anything about this uh this drama over the inheritance and the what the guy says is fred the grandfather didn't care about grandchildren at all they mean nothing to him and that's the key part like he genuinely was trying to always trying to look out for his children because they were an extension of himself right but grandchildren because they are one degree removed 
and they are not actually they are not like his flesh and blood really anymore he doesn't care about his grandchildren at all right and that was a key thing to kind of understanding how psychopaths work it is only how close a connection you can draw to yourself right that allows you to care about anybody at all and that is something it explains and that feels very true because the one thing that dr whitley does care about is his kids yeah fundamentally he does care about his children and i'm not saying that if it ever became a conflict between having to stand up for his children and you know doing something for himself of course he would always go for himself he's still well, he was willing he was willing to kill his child exactly right if he had and then couldn't go through with it but he was willing to let somebody else do it oh absolutely and that feels very authentic to me right? yes because they were going to get caught and then once you know malcolm got i mean once uh yeah once um once malcolm no once malcolm proved he would stand up for himself and drove off the the junkyard killer he's like yeah. okay i can work with this yeah yeah he thought he thought i mean it didn't turn out that way but that's nope. definitely what he thought yeah so yeah. i'm i was very like i was uh uh i thought they handled it very authentically but i just wanted to offer that note so the point is they're in a they're in a world of trouble they've uh this guy's eyes have been gouged out and it's not like he's going to be happy to talk about his boss because his boss eliminates people who want to talk about him because we know he does that because that's literally what was just happening just then yeah <laughs> like he was eliminating the he was trying to eliminate the person who uh, had info on, uh who had info on him now, as we course, find out <laughs> as we find out yeah we kind of knew I mean, I think we yeah. all suspected that. And this is where it gets interesting, because we move into the next episode. We find out that at the end of the previous episode, sorry, at the end of this episode. Yeah, you got to, yeah, you got to, you got to I do have to the, mention that. Yes. yes. That the, the assassin with the cauliflowered ears is dead. And Malcolm is under arrest for it. It's, uh, it's quite a cliffhanger. <laughs> Now, we saw Malcolm go to see the guy to try to get information, but he didn't go anywhere near him. He didn't talk to him. He just left. So we know Malcolm didn't do it, because the show has not lied to us about stuff they've actually shown. They've only had characters lie. So yeah. we know Malcolm didn't do it, although it's not like he wasn't tempted. Because uh, he, he had strong feelings about Eve, and this guy did it. Uh, we have yeah. every reason to believe. And he tried to kill his father, too. So, Boom. We, we totally get that why they would suspect Malcolm. And then things get worse as the second episode starts because it turns out Malcolm's DNA is all over the body. Yeah. Which, and again, this becomes a giant puzzle because we saw him go nowhere near the body. Yeah. Well, they cut away, though, as he's standing there. We do not see Malcolm leave without ever That's true. seeing right. him. So... It does leave, you're right, it does, there is stuff for interpretation. Yeah, there's stuff for, like when you're watching it, right, you don't know that Malcolm didn't kill him initially. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't, doesn't make too much sense because, um, I don't know, you know, because Malcolm can't kill. Yeah. We've can. already figured that one out. Oh, yes, and, he desperately can't because he sees that as, like, a line where yeah. he'll end up like his father. Yeah. 
and so, he can't allow himself to do that to ever ever cross that line yeah and um except well i mean there's the self-defense thing i suppose well, of course but... there's no i mean i'm sure he would kill someone in self-defense but he can't like no there's an extra level of killing someone because you're angry at them or even killing someone just just to stop someone when you had other options that i don't think he could do well no he can't that's why he put the uh junkyard killer in a box exactly right wasn't gonna kill him no he couldn't and no. i thought that was i think it's very understandable it's very well done uh and then we get into the the main plot of this episode which is i might be willing to say this is the best episode of the season it's oh frig it's so good i mean i mean it what it nicely does is tie up all sorts of loose ends oh yeah like it answers virtually every question that yep. we've brought up during this season the whole season but yeah. then it brings up new questions at the end oh does it ever which right. we can talk about oh, but absolutely. we'll talk we'll get there near the we'll end just quickly right? zip through the plot of the episode then we'll talk about you know all of the questions it answers all of the reveals it makes oh yeah. boy okay so uh we know nicholas is evil everybody knows nicholas is evil at this point yeah but there's nothing to be done about it uh dr whitley phones up nicholas to try and keep their deal going but nicholas has decided to go another way yes well he yes and as we find out he has said that if you ever talk about me i will tell anybody everything you care about everything your wife i will have an affair with your wife which he had already had yeah i will destroy I will your children destroy your children etc and steal all your money yeah yeah they, so we know the consequences and dr whitley gets on the phone and he tries to say that i can put this genie back in the bottle i can unring this bell if you just back off and but... nicholas says instead i'm gonna have you put in a normal prison and then have you killed yeah Whew. and we watch that that doesn't go well for uh <laughs> No. those who are i mean it was i mean that again well, as scene. i said it is so bizarre dr whitley is the comic relief yeah but right? week in and week out that's what we get yeah just you hilarious know, scenes with dr whitley when he's hanging out with the guy uh who is the shot caller for one of the black mobs in prison yeah and he is going to <laughs> He said nothing personal, but yeah. I'm going to kill you so that we don't have all of this surus in the in the yeah. prison. Yeah, there's an open bounty on you, and so I'm going to kill you. So there's not because uh, somebody's going to kill you, and it's either me that does it, or we're going to have a war over who gets to kill you and collect the money. Yeah, so <laughs> which is honestly a pretty good justification. I have I have seen worse justifications. Yeah. You know, and then so Malcolm and Ainsley, you know, go and see their father. I mean, yep. this is very interesting, and the because they want they want to find the information that yep. he has on Endicott. Yes, because they figure they can put the squeeze mm -hmm. on Endicott if they've yep. got the information. And what they find out, of course, is that Doctor Whitley was bluffing. Yep. The whole time he was bluffing, she never told him where the files were or gave him the files that she had. 
yeah and um <laughs> you know it it and and they're talking and mal and whitley says look you know, I mean, he was, he's actually kind of depressed because he figures he's going to be killed. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he tells them that, no, he doesn't have any information. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then it's, you know, and then he says something like, well, nothing is ever going to happen. And the only way to solve this is Endicott has to die. Yep. You know, and that that goes in there and, you know, Malcolm, no, you didn't do that, right? And then Ainsley mm -hmm. says to her father, well, you're smarter than all of those guys. You can figure something out, <laughs> right? And then we get, and I, because we get the in-between, but then we get him figuring out that the guy has got a brain tumor. Yep. And that if he protects yes. him, of course, he can get his brain tumor fixed yeah he can at least get an assessment by some of the best neurologists in the world mm -hmm. who genuinely like him and that convinces the shot caller to not stab dr whitley to death but it also leads to the riot that he was predicting would happen happen yeah as everybody's trying to kill dr whitley and then they're fighting with one another and whitley picks up a phone and calls <laughs> malcolm well, we get, but we'll get there in a minute. Uh, but first, we get one of the best reveals but, I've seen in a while. Yeah. Which is so there's this guy who's unbelievably powerful in New York circles, and everybody owes him favors. And what a great explanation for why. Because that's that's a hard thing to explain in a very short scene, but they do it by saying that what Nicholas Endicott did. I thought this was very clever. I didn't see this coming. He bought a dna lab the one he bought the dna yeah. lab that does all of the nypd's testing and he put people in place to change the results whenever he gave him them a phone call mm -hmm. so anytime someone was suspected of a crime nicholas endicott could call them up and say i can help you with this if you do x y or z then he just calls his scientists he says make sure that this matches to somebody else and then that person makes sure it matches to somebody else it's one hell of a plan. And, you know, there's no obvious corruption because the complete the police are completely hands off the procedure. Yeah. So no one can say somebody bribed a cop or blah, 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 blah. And the police aren't. And then the, the changes. See, the biggest problem that happens with corruption in labs is they will fake stuff to make it so whoever the police suspect there's fake evidence to back them up. But in this case, it's brilliant because no one would suspect the lab is corrupt because the things they're doing aren't helping the cops. No. Yeah, so no one would ever suspect this. Like, it's honestly, it's a really great plan he had. Uh, and, of, oh, and I forgot to mention, he finally meets the girl in the box. Well, yeah. And then, yeah, Malcolm goes looking and he can, he listens to, he listens again and again to her breakup. Yeah, the breakup message that Eve sent, and she realizes it's in a place that has a bunch of birds and other animals that Eve didn't have at her apartment. Yeah, and so then, then she's somebody. Like, Where could that be? And so they do the really, she, he does the really easy thing. He knows exactly when that call was made, so he just has a GPS call. Uh, Track. A GPS track of where the phone was when that call was made. Yeah. And he just heads out, and there she is. She's alive. There she is. She's the veterinarian. She's got a different name. Yep. And she killed Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. And she killed Eddie, which is the bo the former boxer who had uh, murdered her sister. Okay. We never. Yeah. I don't know if we said her name. Uh, his and name Malcolm says, "I was never here." 
Yeah. I'm going to let you get away with this. But it does bring up the question we had with the Junkyard Killer, which is, it is weirdly easy to get in to murder people in a hospital. This is being protected by the police in a hospital. Yeah, I know, yes. That's that, happened that, twice that's, in this show. Yeah, I know. That's that that's their one bet noir. <laughs> yeah. That they keep it's a well they keep going back to. Yeah, uh, and it's very strange. Like I was going, so she what, dressed in whites or blues yeah, and like, pretended to be a nurse and And pretended to be a nurse and like flashed a card and the cop didn't really look. But the thing is, hospitals are also made of security cameras. So yeah. how'd you keep your head covered that face covered that whole time without it looking suspicious? Yeah. So you know, so yeah. Like I think they just wanna let us they want us to just like let them get away with that one. Well, we we've let them get away with the previous one, so what yeah, the hell? You're right. <laughs> You know, we, we're, we, we're gonna... we just we want them to acknowledge that this is a problem in their writing. Yeah, and I and frankly, yeah. frankly, a very it's the like it's the only way way to kind of do this. But it's like how like how else are you going to get them in? Like it's going to take tantamount to try and figure all of that one out. So we're going to leave that one hanging because it moves the plot forward. No, it solves problems. Just, you're kind of <laughs> sad, right? That when yeah. um, that when they put so much thought into the the cleverness of where Nicholas's power comes from, and the idea that he's got this lawyer, the lawyer who, of course, got uh -huh. him off, that she went to briefly when she was accused of murder, right? And knowing, and now we know. Oh, Nicholas was pulling strings that time too. So yeah. good to know. Uh, well, attempted murder of Doctor uh, Doctor Whitley, right? Like, all of that scene, when they're so clever about that, to just kind of jump in and just, like, gloss over how she actually managed to kill Eddie, it's a bit of a disappointment to see such clever writing in one half and such, you know, questionable writing in the other half. Oh, it, no, no, it's mention. not even half. It's not even half. It's one no, you're little right. It's one bit. little thing. You're right. It's one okay, thing. and what I mean, I'm going to argue, okay, maybe they are smart enough and they could have done it, but it would have been another exposition. And we don't have room in this episode. You're right. It's a packed episode. Because we didn't even mention that he goes to see the lawyer and the lawyer gets murdered by an assassin because yeah. Nicholas is tying up all the loose ends. Loose ends. And making sure. I mean, uh, Gil comes to confront him with what he knows. And this guy's so powerful that he just stabs Gil. Who yeah. only survives because Jessica was a little suspicious and curious about what was going on. Well, so no. she sees now it happen. No, Jessica was being stupid and went to Endicott's house yep. for dinner. And mm -hmm. then Endicott confesses his massive love for Jessica. Yep. And now he's taking care of everything. Exactly. Right? So that he and, he and Jessica can be happy together. Yep. And Gil goes because he had everybody had told her, don't go to dinner with him. Yep. And then Gil goes over there to... <laughs> bring jessica home basically and gets you know and gets stabbed gets uh, well he you know if jessica but jessica was already suspicious she was yeah. taping him and on that's her, why she uh, her on the phone. phone and she yeah and she follows him out uh, follows out because she's very suspicious and she and sees that's when him. she sees the stabbing and so yeah. then she clocks uh then she just brutally clocks nicholas knocking him out 
and runs off and steals a car and uses No, a... she takes it's Gil's car. Yeah, steals Gil's car because he left. We see the lucky rabbit's foot and we're like, oh yeah, he picks up the keys. She and picks then, up boom, the keys. And boom, grabs the car from Supernatural and uses it to ram a uh Yes, and miraculously, no damage to Gil's car. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I kind of, that was the only thing that bothered me. You know, that front end should have some damage given some, how badly. Well, <laughs> she, she rammed it, I know. But it's, you know, it's a rare car they're using as a prop. And I'm like, I'm not sure this isn't a big enough show that they've got like seven cars that they can just wreck whenever they want to. Yeah, no, like no. The show's got can, a good yeah. budget, but that that would get expensive fast. Yeah, well, no, no, and I let them have that. Oh, of course. I just it's had just to fun. mention it, right? I know, it's and so she scene. gets Gil to the hospital. Yeah, and now we've got this big question: where, okay, well, he's willing to stab a cop. What isn't this guy willing to do? How are we going to deal with it? And we get the climax of the season and show so far. Whew. Uh, the big showdown with Malcolm and Nicholas and Ainsley. And my question when I'm watching it is it's like, uh, so I'm watching the scene and I was thinking of all things of, I don't know if you ever watched Marvel's Daredevil, right? Yes, I The have. Netflix show? Okay, the Netflix show. You did. So the problem at the core of the Netflix show, right, is that there really is only one way to deal with Kingpin, and that's kill him. If you don't kill him, he's just going to keep causing problems. Because jail will not stop him. Like, being in jail doesn't lessen any of his power, right? And soon enough, he'll find a way to get out of jail. Like, there's no Well, it's the problem in Batman. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's the problem in Batman and the Joker, right? Like, yeah. if you don't kill this guy, he's just going to keep causing problems. He will be back. Yeah, and Nicholas makes the strong point, which is literally that there's nothing you can do to him with the law because he controls the entire law in the state of New York. Yeah. At least in the city, but largely the state as well. His, he's so rich and has so many favors to call in that there is no way to hold him accountable for his actions because no one will ever testify against him. The guy who stabbed Gil is, sorry, who he says stabbed Gil, because he finds out Gil's going to survive, right? And he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just say my bodyguard stabbed him, and then the bodyguard's dead too. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, I mean, he just takes care of all of this yeah. and everything else, right? And Malcolm can't kill him. Malcolm will not kill him. No, Malcolm, he won't cross that line. He so... won't cross that line. And then all of a sudden, Ainsley jumps up, <laughs> slits his throat, stabs him. I couldn't even watch it, right? Yeah, it's And he's brutal. dead. It was brutal. Yeah. It was like, and and you're going, right? And then we switch yep. to Dr. Whitley, who phones Malcolm, who's picked up the phone while the brouhaha is going on, picks yep. up the phone and calls Malcolm. Yep. And then Malcolm says, uh, you know, that, well, he's, he's dead. Yep. And, and, uh, and, and then, you know, uh, oh, it reveals that Ainsley killed him. Yep. And there's Dr. Whitley. Oh, my girl. <laughs> oh, wow. Because what Whitley says, <sighs> oh, so you listen to me. Yep. And Malcolm says, no, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't Ainsley do it. Ainsley took your advice. Ain't, no, he didn't say, he doesn't say that. Ainsley killed him. Yeah. And then Dr. Whitley says, my girl. No, Ainsley yeah. listened to you, right? Yeah, it took your advice. That's what I was saying. And yeah. then we get the reveal 
the minute afterwards, she's just standing there going, what did I do? Yep. She has no idea. So now what we need, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Is, I mean, that, that just leaves us hanging there because next season. Okay. So what did he do to his daughter? Yep. We always like, oh, well, he had no influence on the daughter. He was, that's what everything's been. Everyone has thought the whole time, but maybe it's more complicated than we realize. Because she wasn't, I mean, she, yes, she wasn't the same age as Malcolm, but she was still what about seven? Yeah. Six when seven, when he was like arrested so mm-hmm. you know and but and the thing is is that it foreshadows this to some extent because she's as obsessive yep as whitley is malcolm isn't she's as obsessive now you oh, know yeah. getting this and you have all of those scenes and it's like her boyfriend who said i understand why you did it but yeah, i can't be i can't with be you. with you Right, because and, it's and it does something about you as a person that you have ambition and drive that will you mean know, you will cross your empathy. Yeah, over you will cross any line, and she doesn't have a mean. lot of empathy. No, it's only when somebody says something to her. It's just like with talking to the victims. Yeah, right, and she comes up with that afterwards. Her producer talks her out of it, basically. Yeah, and and she accepts that, right? Um, there's something fundamentally wrong with her. Lacking. Yeah, lacking. And what I was going, what I was thinking at one point was, okay, is this going to go, like this is, what it looks like is that all of a sudden you're going like father, like daughter. Yeah. Okay? And I'm going, no, what this is opening up is he he did a real job on Ainsley. Mm Mm-hmm before be even before he was captured yes and like and it turns out she i mean he did the same kind of attempts to turn her into himself as he did with malcolm it didn't take with malcolm obviously it was it took with ainsley yes that is i think the implication here yeah because remember we said right at the beginning it's clear in the first three Mm -hmm. episodes the whole point of the show is that serial killers are made not born not born yep right and so this on the surface looks as if it is out of the clear blue and that therefore she has the same tendencies as her father but it's but her, more complicated than that but it has to be more complicated than that mm-hmm. because her father all right her father is perfectly capable of being great guy all the time Oh, absolutely. And then has this in him. So I it, it is going to be interesting. Um oh yeah. To see where this is gonna go, what they're gonna do, because she's killed Nicholas Endicott and she has to be arrested. Nope, no. They've got her father on the phone. Well, Who, that's and true. the first thing that's gonna happen in that next episode is he's going to try to convince Malcolm, uh, Malcolm to help her cover this up they're in their house they're in their house that's true their house has secret tunnels under it yes that would allow them to remove a body without anybody seeing it and nicholas sure as hell made sure that no one saw him coming okay now here's here's a question for you yep 
okay? And Please. Because nor what we said we would do is wait till the end of the second season. Yeah, no, we're going to watch the first three episodes once. The okay, three there's episodes only about. two episodes, I think. I've only got if one. If we can find some way to watch them, we're probably going to watch Oh, no, no, them. no, no. I was going to tell you how we can watch them. Oh. We can actually watch them on YouTube because when I finished this, it didn't come up for you. It told me that I could pay to watch Another episode $30 one. to watch the whole. No, no, I, I don't season. think so. I think it was just the episode. I'm going to, well, I will check into that and we will figure it out. No, no, but, but we still have to, because we do three at a time, we are still going to yeah. have to wait till the third oh, well, one gets aired, you know, yeah, but 100%. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh my, I don't think so. It turns out that, yes, I don't know whether we can buy the whole season. Well, again, whether, this isn't something yeah. we don't have to, sh uh, the audience doesn't have to worry about. No, on YouTube. Can, so yeah. anyway. <laughs> But you're we bought absolutely it on right. YouTube. Yeah, we bought it on YouTube, and it's a great deal uh, to buy it on YouTube, by the way. If you're looking for a TV show, yeah, you could just buy it on YouTube, and it's a wonderful deal. So Yeah, and it's yours forever. That. Exactly. As long as YouTube lasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, if YouTube goes away, we have bigger problems. Yes. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Oh yes, we have. Yeah, but that's problems. a whole other conversation. Yeah. Uh, seriously though, what? Oh um, my God! But this episode at the end an of ending. it, I was yeah. just like, "Oh boy!" If they ever did, and it's not, in a sense, it's not really a cliffhanger. No. It's the logical end to the whole season. Yeah. It is. This is exactly where we had to wind up. Yeah, because Ainsley is just little, and you can just see that she is um obsessed with the job i mean they're even talking yep. about her getting an anchor yeah right there's endicott suggest and she thinks endicott's a creep but suggesting that he could probably get her on cnn yeah or you know working as the president's press secretary yeah or although i gotta say uh attaching yourself to trump ain't that great of a deal uh, it, uh, it turns well, he's out. gone now <laughs> he's gone yes. now but i'm saying this is an episode from uh last year last year yeah but anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Endicott, and she actually yeah. is considering it. And you oh, know absolutely. she is, for sure. Yeah, because again, she desperately, like, she wants power. She wants authority. Like, she yep. wants success. She wants to be recognized. Like, all of the stuff. She's got this incredible ego. Yep. That's 100% clear, right? And, and she's been... You know, Oof. and that has gotten her up to this point. Yep, and it's gotten her this far, so who knows how far it can take her, right? Yep. Yeah, now that's... And then... That's impressive. But, uh, yeah, so we we are going to find out so much. Well, there is going to be so much we're going to need to find out about her. And if you wondered her in the first episode, yeah. like, how are they going to make her... Do uh, make... Um, her story like the yeah the, the daughter. daughter story the sister story how are they going to make her an integral part of the show and they sure as heck found a way oh my god and there's yeah. you know and there's malcolm and malcolm is the what is am the i supposed one. to do yeah and that's the thing and it's like if he protects his sister he risks all of their freedom Mm -hmm. but he wants to but even more dangerous if he protects his sister he becomes his father's instrument yeah and that is something he desperately does not want to do 
So as soon as the third episode is aired, we're going to watch the first three. We will watch the first three episodes of the second season. Exactly. Oh, we can't help it. We we can't wait on this one. I can't even. I have my screen in front of me on the Wikipedia synopsises, and of course. The next two episodes are synopsized below it, and I'm not looking at them. No, God, you better not look at them. All your strength, I know. All my strength, and in fact, the whole season, season two, I think, is already up on IMDb. Yeah, because the thing is, um, what do you call it? This is the key part. While they were talking with Nicholas, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, While they were talking with Nicholas, they make it clear the the NYPD is on to him. Gill's people are pissed off. They're searching all of his offices. They're looking for evidence. And Nicholas correctly says he has all of this, uh, all of all of this clout, and he's going to be able to make all of this go away. And you believe he can, right? Yeah. But which raises the issue. Here's the thing, though, and this is why I think that Malcolm might go along with it because he he is being raided and his places are being attacked, and two of his like two of his employees have suddenly mysteriously died one by quote unquote suicide the other one by getting shot in his office mysteriously right like and then the bodyguard yeah right yeah and that's what i'm saying the guy gets shot in the office eddie the bodyguard at no no, the but eddie wasn't directly his employee yeah that's That's the thing the lawyer actually works for him the bodyguard actually works for him so in the same day Two of his employees get killed. A cop gets stabbed. They start raiding his businesses. What what Dr. Whitley's going to say is that if Elliot were to disappear, everyone would think that he was running from the law and would okay, have if the Nicholas, to do, Nicholas, if sorry, Nicholas, Nicholas Endicott. I said Elliot, sorry. Yeah. Nicholas Endicott were to disappear, everyone would think that he was running from prosecution and they would give up trying to find him because if anyone has the resources to disappear, it's him. Like Dr. Whitley will be able to make a position that if they just make that body disappear, everyone will assume that Nicholas is guilty and he's on the run and no one would ever expect them of doing it. Sorry, um, ever suspect them of doing any of this. Yeah. Well, we'll see. the argument he can make. Yeah. And we'll can, see, yes, yes, and and then the big question is, can Malcolm go along with it? And I am yep. not watching, I am not reading, no, no, I, I am, I but oh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Oh God, is it going to be interesting to see what they do with it? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I am. Uh, I'm very excited. <laughs> no kidding. I'm very excited for this next season. So now I think it's a good time to look back and say. Well, what was the best episode of the season and what was the worst episode of the season? Well, the and, best was the last one. <laughs> or Well, no. I would say well, the best no. one is the last one or Q&A. Because that episode where they go to do yeah. the interview and you get so yes. much with her and so much with Dr. Whit, so much with Ainsley, so much with Dr. Whitley, it is an incredible episode again both for revealing character and now we find out because of the season ender it was big not just for revealing character but for setting up the plot at the end of the episode because if Uh they hadn't done that work to set up what ainsley was capable of this would have seemed like it was coming out of nowhere so yeah like not only is seven great like the episode q a incredible and it was their best episode up until that point, but it quite extensively sets up 
the last episode of the season. So, like, that's yeah. why it's it's an even better episode in retrospect than we thought it was at the time. Yeah, and it, and it was it was a good episode. Oh, so good. And the only and literally my only question is, is it better than the season ender? Oof. Um. Well, I. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough, right? It is tough, right? Because you see that he tries mm-hmm. to get Malcolm to do things like like this one. Yes, it also sets up not just Ainsley so that you mm-hmm. accept what she's done here. You yeah. believe it that she would be she would do this. It's not just that. It's that you see Malcolm. You see Doctor Whitley giving Malcolm basically an order. Yeah. To cut his skin. And Malcolm cannot do it. No. And ba- and what you see in the last episode is Whitley giving, he thinks Malcolm, the order. order to kill Nicholas, but Ainsley hears it. He's the one who listens and then the one who does it. Yep. Yeah. And um, so it does set it up because, but it's all about how Malcolm, no matter what necessity he can there's lines he won't cross yeah yeah he can't do it he even has a flashback mm-hmm. right it's not that his keeps tremor. him from doing yeah. it. yeah wikipedia says it's his tremor that keeps him but that's not what it is nope he it's has the flashback. the flashback and then yeah. then the tremor comes yes right the flashback the tr- the yeah the tremor is triggered by the flashback yeah yeah so it's not that he, his hand was too shaky it's that there's he's so locked in to what his father did and not becoming his father that he can't do it and it's interesting i mean it it would it will be nice when we get more and more information about this the relationship because we only see his relationship with malcolm when malcolm's older yes you know and so you know and and i'm sure that jessica thought he was wonderful with the children oh absolutely because he spent time with them you know, and he cared about them and all those yeah. sorts of things. He was very right? attentive when he was with them. Yes, and of course we don't know how attentive he was with Ainsley. No, because we've only and, been focused on Malcolm this whole time. Yes, and I think that he always thought it was it was his son who should follow in his footsteps, and it turns yeah. out it's his daughter. Yep, and that that's going to get interesting next. Yeah, year. the training the training has taken taken hold but then she forgets about it because she's seven years old and yep. life goes on and then she insists on seeing her father again like an because it's going to make her yep okay she wants and it she, all comes back to her reckless drive for success and to satisfy her own ego yeah so it's fascinating oh. fascinating fascinating oh, they're doing really a well really done. good job so the best yeah i mean it's tough because it's one of those two episodes. I mean, one of we, those two episodes is the best one of the season, obviously. And I want to lean towards seven, but if you want to go with if you want to go with uh, the finale, I completely get it. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm listening to your arguments and I'm thinking about it, and I'm going, yeah, because you're right. Seven sets up everything that happens in the last episode malcolm not being able to kill him and Mm -hmm. ainsley doing what her father told her to do it's all there yeah yeah 
all of the stuff we learn that uh, you know lands for the characters in that final episode comes from what happens in episode seven. Yeah, it's all an outgrowth of it. Yeah. So Oof. yeah. So well, I, I want to say seven. I want to say seven. Okay, I'm going to let you have seven, and okay. then the last one is is um is is the second best. Okay, one hundred percent. We're going to agree on that one. Now we have to say the big question: What was the worst episode of the year? Stranger beside you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go the Halloween episode. Uh, okay. Um... Stranger besides you was real bad. Okay, what was the Halloween episode? Something, I'm something, at? and sadists. Oh, you, oh, with with the little boy. Yeah, with the little boy. Yeah, yeah, at, with eyes, all souls and sadists. All souls and sadists. There you go. No, I don't think that was the worst one. Okay. <laughs> Because, um, because I do think, right? It sets it 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 did way too much. Like I think the psychology in this one, yeah. in 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 six all souls and sadists, yeah, was a little specious at times. I mean, yep. I and I really don't like the the you know the the Freudianism at times. You know, yep. I mean, this was got to me. Um, but I do think that. Malcolm learns something sort of about himself and and the fact that he does have blind spots. That's true. And Isaac and and I don't know. I mean Isaac's life was was pretty difficult. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it it the psychology is the one that you would say was really bad. But I mean I'm but at least from beginning to end it kind of tracks because you still have the station wagon. Yeah. You know, but but it kind of it kind of tracks. There's a few little things, but there's nothing really. And you learn big. enough, yeah, and you do learn stuff about the overplot in that episode. So I mean, Whereas, it's not a completely terrible episode. Whereas Stranger Beside Me, you're right, that's just not good. I mean, just 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 think about it. You know, I mean, good heavens! So Ainsley looks into Eve's past, right? Yeah. And then you have this, and then you have this, this, this. Uh, prominent mummy blogger, as they call her. Yeah, you know? I know. And I mean, there's a couple of tiny little good scenes in it. Right? Yeah, but, but generally, it's such a mess of an episode. It's such a mess of an episode. Even to the Skype call and the rest of it. And it was just blah. And it took up too much time. That's true. Okay. It, it took, and like, it took up more time in the plot um, yeah. than then those things usually take up. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. But I would also say, because we were getting near the end, and I am sure, because we've got no complaints about those last two episodes no, in terms none. of tying up plots. We've got that one little complaint about, okay, well, how did, how did, how did she, she get, get in, in to kill that guy? Yeah, That's it, right? That's it, it. it. Those two episodes, so I suspect, because it's the two Zuckerman sisters and right. then the two showrunners, Create plus, okay. Plus the woman who wrote um your your best episode seven. seven. Right. Okay, which is Elizabeth Peterson. So Elizabeth Peterson and the two showrunners write the last one. Yeah. And then the two the two sisters. The sisters the who Zuckerman would like their sisters. other work. Yeah. Yeah. The Zuckerman sisters. I suspect that the showrunners were massively involved. In that crafting those two episodes. In crafting, yeah, in crafting 
those episodes, making sure they tied up all the loose ends. Yeah, you're probably right. Making right. sure that it all works, making sure that they didn't miss something. Like, okay. I mean, to me, I mean, how, how good that last episode is. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm willing to give it a second. But when you think about what the writers had to do to make sure that everything... Everything lands in that last episode. It lands. That one there, tiny issue. No, in the last episode. No, the whole yeah. business with Eddie yeah. is in the previous episode. Well, no, but it's also because he only meets her in this episode and talks to her about her in this episode. The investigation of Eddie's crime happens in the last episode. You see what I'm saying? Eddie dies at the end of the the previous episode. Oh, yes. And it's the last episode yeah. he finds. These two seem the to be so... I know they're together, so intertwined. Right? It's hard to remember which was which. exactly yeah. where, where yeah. you know, where but they it's, are. It's but yes. such a minor. Like again, we've decided to let them get away with this one detail because it's one yeah. cheat they use to keep the plot going. Yeah, and it's not yeah. a and it's not it's not a huge cheat. And it you know, and I didn't even think about ones. it until you mentioned it because I didn't care because we moved on very quickly. Exactly. And that's, I think, why it's such a well, I can say it's such a well done episode is that it makes you want to ignore that stuff. Like it really yeah. does. Like it gives you a very good reason to just motor through and just, and just let them have this one. But you and know what forward. happens too? What's that? Is that she, she should be able to tell Malcolm stuff. Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I'm assuming she's coming back. It wouldn't surprise me if we see her again, because as they have to get rid, they they have to, again, they're going to have to get rid of the body. They're going to have to make it believable that he disappeared to avoid prosecution. And getting her evidence, I think, would go a long way towards helping them sell that. Because if she does have secret evidence hidden somewhere, which she may or may not, but it's like, or able to testify to people about who Nicholas Endicott was, now that he's dead... And the thing is, she'll keep his secret because he's keeping hers. Yeah. Right? So you can actually get in a situation where she teams up with them to help them cover up the Nicholas Endicott murder. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happening next week as well. well or next time on this show. We're probably not going to yeah. literally do it next but, week. I mean, but I, I mean, I'm not even thinking about that part of it. I was thinking more of when she got captured. And right. how long she was held yes. and the relation, like what her father's, what the father said. And, you know, that relationship between Dr. Whitley and her. Yeah. Because she worked with her. Well, no. And the thing is she helped work. She helped Nicholas Endicott do evil things. And we don't yes. know the details of that yet, but and remember, we also leak there. Oh yeah. And we, and remember, we also know that Dr. Whitley did research for Endicott. Yep. Exactly. So there's plenty so, of places for this to go. He already knew Endicott was a slimy guy. Oh, yeah. He had to have. Yeah, no, so wherever, like, even though Nicholas is dead, there's plenty of places for this to go still. And we may see Nicholas come in flashbacks again. Yeah, it wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't shock me at all if we saw no. him in flashbacks. No, you're totally yeah. right. So, yeah, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised to see her again. My prediction is those tunnels, which they reminded us about a bunch in these two episodes... My yeah. prediction is, and again, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again in the future. My prediction is those tunnels are getting used to get rid of Nicholas's body. Because, I mean, all he's on the phone with them. And he's going to yeah. tell them, here's how I used to get rid of bodies. Like, oh, he's 100% going to do that. 
Yeah. I, I wouldn't question that for a second, that he's going to help them get rid of that body by telling But then what happens it. with what happens then with Ainsley? Well, that's going to be, I think. Because the they're going to have to tell Jessica. Season. Do they, though? That's the big question. And I think that's going to be, if you ask me one thing that is going to be true. the theme of the second season is, okay, well, what do we do about Ainsley now? Well, and that means that, you see, the whole, one of the main themes of this show is how mothers protect their children. Yeah. So I can see Malcolm telling Jessica and Jessica never telling Gil, which right. will put a, put a barrier in their relationship. relationship. Okay. Yeah. But she will protect Ainsley, but it means she has to do something about Ainsley because also through threading through this show, Jessica knows there's something wrong with Ainsley. Yeah. Like that, that Ainsley, like Ainsley's desire, her ambition, her ambition, and reminds going, her of Doctor Whitley. Yeah, of the father, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, even though it's not for murder, but no, you know, <laughs> no, but it it chills her. Like there is yes. something alienating about her ambition that Jessica finds off-putting, and. That's going to come back 100%. Yeah, and, and as back. I said, and that's this is why I say that all of the themes of the show, like the minor ones and the major ones, all come together in this last episode. Yeah, like these 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 showrunners and Elizabeth Peterson did a fabulous. They job. have an eye, and that's the important thing. And that's what you want to re recommend to everyone if you want to do great television. Keep your eye on your theme. Yeah. You always have to know what your show is about. And one way or another, episodes always have to speak to what the show is about. And the worst episodes of this show were always when it t gets too far to what the show is about. Yeah. And it never gets completely away from it. I, I mean, even in like the worst episodes, they find usually something to say about that. Even in A Stranger Beside You. Yeah. Right? they still get that thing in about how screwed up parenting creates screwed up adults and having no idea what a, uh, like what a healthy romantic relationship is cripples you for the rest of your life. Like they get that stuff in yep. all the time, even in the mediocre episodes. Right? Yeah. And so I'm trying to think like it, there might've been an episode because even in the terrible episode about the watch thieves, well, we learn a lot about, Malcolm's inability to trust. Yeah. Right? And his how his father's crimes made it incredibly difficult for him to socialize as a child, which is why he has no friends today. Yeah. And I think that he never learned see, how to That's why and that one that one again, there's a follow through there, particularly the relationships even that he has with the people he works with. Yep. Because you have Danny saying, but that's what friends do. He's like is Rams? talk about things. Yeah. Right? And and Malcolm doesn't even know sort of that basic, right? Yeah. He doesn't have that basic understanding of how this relationship these relationships how friendship work. should be. Yeah. Oh, and, and we and we've also missed talking about the fact that JT and his wife are expecting their first. Oh right, baby. yes. <laughs> Just well, and a show a about well, no. and again, and a, but in a show about parenting and what parents yep. do to kids, that's it's gonna tie together. It's all gonna tie together. Yeah. So yeah, very excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, but I guess we should wrap up here. We're not going to take as long a break as we usually do with these things because uh, 
I mean, it's not going to be coming up in a timely fashion. By the time you hear any of this, the second season will probably be over. But we are going to go right into the second season right after this episode. We're not taking any breaks. This episode ends. You're going to hear the next episode and so on and so forth. Uh, yeah, we are, we are going right through Prodigal Son. And I hope they get a season three. I'm, I mean, it's weird to start. <laughs> it's weird to like go at the end of season one and say, well, I hope there's a third season. I already know there's a second season, so I got to hope, hope for something else now. <laughs> but I really do. I mean, because every yeah. now and then the shows get, you know, um, renewed two seasons at a time. That's what happened with my beloved Barry, which is they, uh, at the, like the start of season two, they just renewed season three and four. Yeah. Because they were well, so we'll happy with how season two uh, responded, uh, the audience responded to season two. Well, and the funniest part about Barry was they wrote all of season three and a week before they were start supposed to start season three filming COVID lockdowns hit. <laughs> and so they had a whole year off. And so during that year off, they also wrote season four so they can shoot season <laughs> three and four simultaneously. Well, one uh, after another. Yeah. 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 No, but it's like all in one block is what they're going to yeah. be doing. Right. They're not going to yeah. take any time off. They're just going to do shoot season three and four in one giant block. So that should be a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, this has been our talk about the first season of Prodigal Son. I guess we loved it. I guess we loved it. Yeah, I guess we loved it. You know, no complaints. We've, I mean, if you listen to the episode, we did have complaints. Complaints. Yeah. But we had complaints. We had notes. We are not uncritical people suddenly. But really good really good first season of a show yeah fantastic first season, and i cannot wait to keep watching this show it's going to be very exciting but for now uh we are going to wrap up with a simple if you have any questions if you have any comments if there's any other profiling related shows you think we'd be able to take this kind of a weather eye and looking at drop us on at profiling criminal minds at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. If you were listening to this on some sort of an app or podcatcher, be sure to rate and review it because that is how people find the show. We will see you here next week for the start of season two. Your homework is season episodes <laughs> one, two, and three of season two. Uh, but until then I'm going to say thanks for listening and au revoir. And have a good week. Profiling Criminal Minds is a member of the Kinks Podcasting Network.